Hello, everyone, and welcome back, or thank you for joining us if it's your first time. This is the Mind Mouth Podcast, and my name is Chelsea. Get ready to sit back, relax, and unwind while we chat about all kinds of things. This Wednesday, we are getting back to happier, lighter topics after last month's creep fest. I hope you enjoyed those or took a nice break if that's not your jam. Just know this week we are lightening the load a bit and talking about how to use smart goals and create timelines for projects. While we are reaching the end of the year, rolling into the last couple of months, this is a time when things seem to get really busy. So let's talk about what you could do to organize your time and set reasonable goals, timelines, and completion dates for the things you have left to get done before the year is out. If all of this seems a bit daunting to you, let's talk about SMART goals. I believe I previously touched on SMART goals in my goal-setting episode, where we talked in-depthly about NED for those who need less steps and more action. This time we're going to deep dive into SMART goal-setting and how to make it work for you. S-M-A-R-T. It's an acronym for this goal-setting system. It's basically a way of creating a goal that helps you think about encompassing the way you can complete it in the planning of the goal, project, or dream at its conception. All you need to do is make it specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. What does a specific goal mean? Well, it means instead of saying I want to lose the weight, we are saying we want to lose 10 pounds of body fat and gain 2 pounds of muscle by going to the gym 4 times a week. We want you to be thinking about those goals, but adding in the what, the when, and the how, so that you can really narrow in on how you're going to accomplish it. How do I make the goal measurable? Well, as in the example above, there's a number allotment to the situation. But if your goal is to write a book, then you can start by saying, I want to complete one chapter a month for 12 months. Or if you want to learn a new skill like crochet, I want to complete my first crochet stuffy that actually looks like what it's supposed to be. It doesn't have to be a number to be measured. Just think about what it is you want to have at the end of the goal as your measurement for your success. How do we make our goals achievable, do you ask? Achievable is a big one. You have to talk to yourself and think about, is this something that I can actually give myself a reasonable time frame and resources to do it in? Or is it something that's just physically impossible? Like, is it unlikely that you'll read 100 books in one day? I mean, unless you don't have anything to do, and the books are pretty short. But you could read one book per week for a year, for a total of 52 books. At a pace of about 45 pages a day, uh, if each book is around 300 pages, while still having time to handle the day-to-day tasks. 52 in a year isn't so hard. Is your goal relevant? What is this goal, task, project, or purchase bringing to your life that you don't already have, or you can't get in another way? Maybe this is the goal for work that you'd like to increase the usability of an application your company uses, because an uptick in app use would mean a lot more sales and you might get a raise. So, in order to hit this goal, you've decided that you're going to learn a new language. Does that language help you support the application's growth process? If so, then it's relevant. And finally, time-bound. In order for your goal to have meaning, it has to have a deadline. Otherwise, you can constantly say to yourself, I'll get to it tomorrow, and then tomorrow, and the next time you look up, it's a year later. Make sure you're checking in with your deadline as well. As you break down the steps to complete your goals, set checkpoints to hit along the way so you keep taking little steps towards the larger goal, and in the end, it'll seem like it flew by. So, now that we've mentioned timeline, what is that, and how can you set a realistic one for yourself? So, whether you're the project manager at work or the project manager of your house, this skill is pretty important to have. 
Basically, what you're doing is you're creating a plan of action to get things accomplished that you need to get done by whatever time frame they are required. So let's dive into it. Maybe you need to have your seasonal decor up before you have your family over for Thanksgiving. Maybe you need to get the rugs cleaned before the in-laws stay over. Maybe you need to coordinate who is bringing what for the Thanksgiving celebration. Whatever the project list is, get them written down and assign some time to them. If you're at work, it might just be one large task. So let's define it. Is the project something that has several phases in order to complete? Does the project have more than one deliverable? Or is it just a giant conglomeration? What is the overall objective of this task? Let's go back to that previous reference and break it down nice and easy. If we need to get our seasonal decor up before the family comes over, what do we need to do to get it ready? One, we need to get our seasonal decor down. We need to check to see that we have all the moving parts. We need to figure out the overall theme and look that we want to achieve before arrival. Step one down. Step two, we need to break the work down. So let's think about this logically. First, we need to get the items out of storage. Then we need to take inventory of what we have, what we might need to get, batteries or repairs, what we might need to purchase to round out the look. Then we need to do the repairs and make the required purchases. Next, we might need to clear away decor that's already out and store it. Then do a quick clean before we begin to decorate. And lastly, some finishing touches that we thought of along the way. Now, that might seem like a lot of work, but, you know, if we break it down, it may not be as much as you think. And if we split it up among days or people, it could be even less. So let's estimate how long each of these tasks might take so we can get an idea of how long the project might take us overall. One, getting the items out of storage, 30 minutes. Two, checking the items, 30 minutes. Three, repairing and buying, let's say two hours. Four, clear previous decor, one hour. Five, clean. 30 minutes. 6. Decorate. Give yourself some extra time here for the fun. 4 hours. Total? 8.5 hours. In one day, that would eat up most of your day, but spread it out over one week at one task a day? Easy. Next, are there any task dependencies? Are there parts of the task that rely on other tasks to be completed before they can get carried out? Yes. You have to clear away the previous decor before you can replace it with the new decor. So just make sure that you're doing these tasks in order, and boom, task dependencies handled. Next, allocate your resources. If these are people, finances, or time, set aside little blocks of time to get the next steps accomplished. Ask people to take over certain days of the tasks that you need them to get handled, or set a budget and take time shopping items to stay within those parameters. Finally, you can create your schedule and get to it. As you practice these steps, it will all get quicker. And many of the steps can be combined with ease. So again, one, define, two, break down, three, time, four, task dependencies, and five, allocate your resources. And then finally, six, schedule. And the cool part about this is you can run multiple projects simultaneously, knowing how much time you needed per day to allocate per task. These are the things that I do on my Sunday nights when I set my week up for success. Now, that you've got a foolproof way to set up your projects, you can get out there and coordinate the execution. Try it out. I hope you're feeling ready for the end of the year. Revisit these tips and tricks for next year if you want to keep yourself on track and hit those big milestones, vacations, organizations, or whatever else you want to hit. And as always, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. 
I've enjoyed our time together. If you want to join me again for another chat, you can keep your eyes peeled every Wednesday for a new episode. Feel free to follow me at MindWealth on Instagram if you want to get to know me a little bit in the meantime. I'm looking forward to seeing you next week. Bye.